Welcome to the Stonebridge Community Church online worship service. Today you'll hear the Word of God read, the message from this weekend's in-person service, and two songs to guide you in worship. Thanks for joining us today. For those of you I haven't met, I'm Pastor John. And you may have noticed that I walked a little gingerly when I came up here this evening. I just want to let you all know I did hurt my back this last week, and this is going to be kind of an experiment. This is the longest I'll have stood since Sunday. So there's a chance I might pass out by the end of the service. But Joff, you'll catch me, right? Good, good. Um, and if that happens, um, then Jennifer is going to come up and finish the sermon. So you'll get a complete sermon this evening. Don't worry. Don't worry. That's all I'm kidding, by the way. I'm not going to pass out. We'll be okay, everyone. <laughs> um, but before we dive into the sermon and the scripture here, I did want to note that, as you see, we're gathering um, these, this food here. And I love the fact that we're doing this on the communion table because the Lord's Supper is meant to be a feast. And it's meant to be a feast that we don't just enjoy ourselves, but we go out into the world and are sustained and nourished by the meal at the Lord's table. And this is almost a symbol of going out into the world and spreading that feast to other people and showing them um, God's love to them. So I just, I like that visual. I like that, that symbol right there. We are in our Ruth series though. And this is our final week. So we're coming to a close with this short series. And I'm going to just read all of Ruth chapter 4 this evening. And I'll recap the story after I read the scripture, but I invite you to hear the word of God as I read Ruth chapter 4. No sooner had Boaz gone up to the gate and sat down there than the next of kin, of whom Boaz had spoken, came passing by. So Boaz said, come over, friend, sit down here. And he went over and sat down. Then Boaz took men, 10 men of the elders of the city and said, sit down here. So they sat down. He then said to the next of kin, Naomi, who has come back from the country of Moab, is selling the parcel of land that belonged to our kinsman Elimelech. So I thought I would tell you of it and say, buy it in the presence of those sitting here and in the presence of the elders of my people. If you will redeem it, redeem it. But if you will not tell me so that I may know, for there was no one prior to you to redeem it, and I come after you. So he said, I will redeem it. Then Boaz said, the day you acquire the field from the hand of Naomi, you are also acquiring Ruth the Moabite, the widow of the dead man, to maintain the dead man's name on his inheritance. At this, the next of kin said, I cannot redeem it for myself without damaging my own inheritance. Take my right of redemption for yourself, for I cannot redeem it. Now, this was the custom in former times in Israel concerning redeeming and exchanging. To confirm a transaction, the one took off a sandal and gave it to the other. This was the manner of attesting in Israel. So when the next of kin said to Boaz, acquire it for yourself, he took off his sandal. Then Boaz said to the elders and all the people, today you are witnesses that I have acquired from the hand of Naomi all that belonged to Elimelech and all that belonged to Chilion and Malon. I've also acquired Ruth the Moabite, the wife of Malon, to be my wife to maintain the dead man's name on his inheritance in order that the name of the dead man may not be cut off from his kindred and from the gate of his native place. Today you are witnesses. Then all the people who were at the gate, along with the elders said, we are witnesses. May the Lord make the woman who is coming into your house like Rachel and Leah, who together built up the house of Israel. May you produce children in Ephrathah and bestow a name in Bethlehem. And through the children that the Lord will give you by this young woman, 
May your house be like the house of Perez, whom Tamar bore to Judah. So Boaz took Ruth, and she became his wife. When they came together, the Lord made her conceive, and she bore a son. Then the women said to Naomi, Blessed be the Lord who has not left you this day without next of kin. And may his name be renowned in Israel. He shall be to you a restorer of life and a nourisher of your old age. For your daughter-in-law, who loves you, who is more to you than seven sons, has borne him. Then Naomi took the child and laid him in her bosom and became his nurse. The women of the neighborhood gave him a name, saying, A son has been born to Naomi. They named him Obed. He became the father of Jesse, the father of David. Now these are the descendants of Perez. Perez became the father of Hezron, Hezron of Ram, Ram of Aminadabad, Aminadabad of Nashon, Nashon of Salmon, Salmon of Boaz, Boaz of Obed, Obed of Jesse, and Jesse of David. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God, and please join me in prayer. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for gathering us this evening. We thank you for bringing us together so that we can lift our voices to you, proclaim your word, Lord, and listen to your scriptures be proclaimed. We thank you that you speak to us. We thank you that you hold us, Lord. And we thank you for the testimony of your love through Ruth and Naomi and the testimony of the kindness of Boaz, Lord. We thank you for the story of Ruth that has been passed down to us. We thank you for the glimpse of you that we get in it. So we ask you now, Lord, speak to us. We thank you. We praise you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. One of the things that I enjoy about the Bible is that the majority of its lessons come from stories. And from these stories, you learn about God and how God interacts, how God loves people, how God cares for people. And that's true in Ruth's story here also. To me, Ruth's story is one of the most accessible for us when it comes to how God loves us and cares for us. By way of reminder, Ruth's story begins actually with the tragedy of another woman, Naomi. Naomi is living in Bethlehem, the town where she's from. And she and her husband, Elimelech, they move to a place called Moab, a foreign country, a different country that is often at war with their people. But they move there. They bring their two sons, and shortly thereafter, Naomi's husband, Elimelech, dies. Naomi is a foreign widow in a foreign land. She's incredibly vulnerable, but at that point, she still has two sons. Her two sons marry two women in Moab. They take foreign wives. But then her two sons die also, and Naomi is left with nothing. So she tells her daughters-in-law, the two Moabite women that her sons have married, to stay there in Moab, and she's going to go back to Bethlehem. One of them does that, but the other one, Ruth, says to Naomi, and this is the key passage in all of the book of Ruth. She says to Naomi, where you go, I will go. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. That moment of devotion that Ruth shows Naomi, this moment where a, a Moabite woman is willing to give up everything she knows to care for her mother-in-law, who can't really offer her much of anything. That moment defines this whole story. It drives all the rest of the action. And that moment is a glimpse of God's love for us also. Now, the story does continue. Ruth then ends up going out and gleaning in a field. A man named Boaz, it's his field that Ruth is gleaning in. He notices her. Naomi realizes Boaz is a kinsman of theirs. 
So then eventually Naomi kind of orchestrates through telling Ruth what to do, a marriage between Boaz and Ruth. And in the passage that we saw, that I just read here, not that we saw, but that I read, sometimes the words become so vivid to me that I see them. In the passage that I read here, this was the marriage of Ruth and Boaz. This is the culmination. It's through this moment that things are now going to be okay, not just for Ruth, but for Naomi also. And in this story, there's so many different lessons that we can learn about God. Some of them we've already mentioned. I mean, one, Ruth is a Moabite. So the central action in this story, the piece of the, 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 the real action here that drives everything is a foreign woman committing to another foreign widow to stay together to help one another. That's a glimpse of God who, though we were enemies with God, God reaches out to us, commits to us. That's one lesson that we learn from here. The other lesson that we learned that we've talked about in this sermon series is in the book of Ruth, God doesn't work through miracles or work through dreams or visions. God works through the kindness of people just trying to be decent. That's a lesson here also. Because Ruth, Noaz, and Naomi, no, no, Ruth, Naomi, and Boaz they simply are just decent to one another. Ruth commits to being there with Naomi, to caring for her. Naomi accepts this from Ruth. Boaz then shows kindness. And I want to make clear here, if you didn't pick this up in the passage, what Boaz is doing here is a deep kindness. There is not a lot for him to gain from marrying Ruth here. In this world... Again, we try to romanticize these things, but in this world, as you saw in this passage, Ruth is essentially a piece of property. You see, Naomi's husband had this field that Naomi now has, has rights to. It's not incredibly valuable because Naomi can't do anything with it because she's a widow. But then the next of kin is somebody who can redeem that. They, they basically have first dibs to buy at a decent rate whatever land Naomi's husband had. This is who Boaz goes to. This is who he's almost negotiating with. And if you notice, he says, you can buy this field from Naomi. And the next of kin says, I'd love to buy that field from Naomi. But then Boaz says, you also have to take Ruth, the Moabite. And all of a sudden, the next of kin says, I'm good. I don't really want this anymore. You can redeem this. It's going to damage his inheritance. Ruth actually makes this field less valuable. So it's not like Boaz is doing this to gain something. Again, this is not the way the world should work, but in this time, that is the way the world did work. But Boaz sees Ruth not as just a piece of property. He doesn't see her as just somebody who can be valuable or not. He sees her as somebody that he can care for. And he cares for Naomi in the midst of this also. These people are just decent to one another. And I think that's one of the deepest lessons here in the book of Ruth. We talked about this idea in the first sermon two weeks ago. We talked about this word hesed. Hesed gets translated as God's loving kindness or mercy or God's steadfast faithfulness. It's a difficult word to translate. And the best way to understand it is not to try to translate it, but to look at actual examples of it. To look at how God actually treats people when it's described as hesed. And here in the book of Ruth, 
Ruth, Naomi, Boaz being decent to one another. That's what Hesed looks like. That's what God's love looks like. That's the love that God has for us put into practice is simply being kind and decent to people. It sounds like a simple lesson, but we live in a world that seems to be forgetting simple kindness and basic decency. We live in a world that seems to be forgetting basic respect and integrity for other people. We live in a world that seems to be focused on what is efficient, what will get us more power, what will make us more secure, what will help us move forward, what will help us get ahead. But that's not the concern for the people in the book of Ruth. When they're reflecting God's love, it's not very practical. When Ruth commits to Naomi, that's not practical at all. And when Boaz is redeeming Ruth and Naomi, it's not practical. He's already rich. He doesn't need the field. But if the point of being a Christian was to focus on what gets us power or what's practical or what's efficient or what's convenient, well, then we have to ask ourselves, why in the world do we worship a God who went to the cross? God's love isn't expressed in what's practical or what's efficient or what's convenient. God's love isn't expressed in how do we get something back in return for what we do. God's love is expressed in caring genuinely about somebody else, being decent, being kind to them especially when they're an enemy, especially when they're different, especially when they're difficult. In the book of Ruth, that's how God's love is expressed. And I would argue throughout scripture, that's how God's love is expressed. That's God, God's hesed. But here's another lesson that I think we learn from the book of Ruth. Is that those moments of kindness, you do them as Ruth did to Naomi, as Boaz did to Ruth and to Naomi, you, you do them not expecting anything in return, but also acknowledging we have no idea what God might do with such moments. We have no idea how God might use those moments where we're trying to reflect God's character in this world, where we're trying to be decent to somebody, when we're lifting up kindness as a virtue in practice. And in the book of Ruth, God used Ruth's devotion to Naomi in a way that there's no way Ruth or Naomi could have ever expected and in a way that they never were able to see. It was right there at the end of the passage. It says that Ruth and Boaz, they have a child, a son together. This son is Obed. Obed is the father of Jesse. Jesse is the father of David. When it says David, they're referring to King David. Some of you may not be familiar with King David. King David was the second king of Israel. He was the one who took a bunch of unruly tribes, pulled them together into one people, into a nation. They named him Obed, it tells us. And that's David's grandfather. There's no way Ruth and Naomi could have seen what God was doing there through their great-grandson. But it goes a step even deeper than that. Because when you jump ahead to the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 1, verses 5 and 6, we realize that Ruth and Boaz are named 
not just in the genealogy of David, but in the genealogy of Jesus also. This moment between Ruth and Naomi and Boaz's kindness to Naomi and Ruth, Matthew makes sure to mention that this is part of Jesus's lineage also, that this produced Jesus as well. Think about that. Ruth is committing her life to a foreign widow who she loves, who doesn't have much to offer her, willing to go to another land just because she cares about Naomi, not realizing the entire time that God would take that decision, work in the midst of it to bring about Jesus, who we proclaim is the savior of the world. Boaz sees two widows, decides to redeem them. Not so that he can get anything out of it, but simply because they need to be cared for. And God brings about the savior of the world through that. We don't get to see everything God's going to do with the simple acts of kindness and decency that we show to others. Oftentimes it will not look practical. Oftentimes it won't make you more powerful. It won't make you more respected in society. It won't make you lifted up. But God will use it so that others can have salvation and others can have hope. That, I think, is one of the deepest lessons here. We don't know what God may do, and you don't know what God may do through you. We have no idea. All we know is that the best we can do is reflect God's character be kind, be decent. Reveal the character of God as revealed in Scripture. And let God work with that and sit back and watch what God may do in this world with it. That's, I think, one of the final lessons of Ruth. Please pray with me. Lord, we thank you for Ruth, for Naomi, for Boaz. We thank you for the kindness and decency that they showed. And we thank you that it was through them that you brought about King David, and through them that you brought about our Lord Jesus. We thank you that Matthew took the time to mention Ruth and Boaz specifically in the lineage of Jesus so we could be reminded that this simple act of devotion between two widows whose nations were enemies with one another, but they decided to cling to one another instead, brought about the Savior of the world. The simple kindness of Boaz, who decides to take Ruth as his wife, to pay for the property that was Naomi's, to secure both Naomi and Ruth, Lord. We thank you that that kindness brought about the Savior of the world in Jesus. And we ask that we would be able to also reflect your character, to show simple decency, simple kindness, not because it's going to get us anything, but simply because we're being faithful to who you are, who you've called us to be, and trusting that it's those moments that you use the most in this world and that you will use them in ways we can never anticipate. So help us to do that, Lord, to reflect your kindness, reflect your decency to others, to respect others, to show integrity, Lord, to care for people, not because we get anything out of it, but simply because they're your children whom you love. Where you go, I'll go. Where you stay, I'll stay. When you